Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast, where we want to give you tips on staying healthy and even expose common myths about health and aging so you can enjoy a healthier and active life in the amazing South Sound. Brought to you by Dr. Jennifer Penrose, owner of Penrose & Associates Physical Therapy. Welcome to the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Penrose and with me today is Lisa Ellis, who owns a gym called United Training Center and she has an affiliate relationship with Rock Steady Boxing in Lacey. And that is what we're going to kind of focus on is the the Rock Steady Boxing and Parkinson's today. So first of all, welcome. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. Yeah. So today our focus is going to be on brain health and the benefits to boxing and specifically Rock Steady Boxing for Parkinson's. And I know back when I first heard about Rock Steady Boxing and it was designed to fight back against Parkinson's, I thought, oh, that is so awesome. Like a literal way to fight back that's fun. And then my second thought was, wait a minute, I thought boxing was bad for the brain, (laughs) but granted, that's the one where you're actually taking contact hits versus this one. (laughs) No contact on these guys. Yeah. I mean, a little bit, but with bags. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was just kind of comical at first. I was like, oh, wait. And then (laughs) realizing it's different kind of boxing, but still. So today um, we're just going to go over how rock steady boxing came about, how it's helped people with Parkinson's and then go over what people can do if they have Parkinson's or have a loved one with it. Um, shed some light on some success with the rock steady boxing um, and maybe a little more info on Parkinson's that maybe some of you listeners haven't heard before. So we're going to dive in um, our first little segment here. We want to kind of hear more of Lisa's story. So we just kind of want to get some background, you know, your, your background with schooling um, and how you got into owning the, the gym that you have now and the rock steady boxing. So kind of, kind of walk us through that for a few minutes. <laughs> oh boy, where do I begin? Um, well, I guess we could trickle back to my martial arts starting. Um, I started wrestling in seventh grade and I was one of the only girls. So I'm 38 now. I'll be 38. 39 November. Um, and so, yeah, back then I was, you were probably the only one <laughs> pretty much. I, I think I saw four girls in my career and then my, um, through my high, like junior high and high school. And then my senior year, I wrestled my first girl at districts. So, um, yeah, that was the, that was that, but, um, it was rough. It was tough. My little brother wrestled. He was two years younger and I just watched him and, um, his, his, journey through that and his bravery. And I just want to try it as well. So, um, yeah, that's what turned me on to wrestling. And then once I did it, I was addicted and I went on to wrestle in college one year and I came back from college and I just kind of decided to take a different path and stayed at home for a little bit, started working and then, um, actually gained a lot of weight about 40 pounds. So I was like, man, I need to get back into working out. And I had a girlfriend uh, that had done martial arts and she's like, you should try kickboxing. I was like, okay, well, and I'd wanted to do that back. I think I was in 10th grade and my mom said, you know, you wrestle, that's violent enough. I was like, okay, (laughs) okay. So I was was like, okay, well, I'll stick with wrestling then. Um, So anyway, so then I uh, started kickboxing and then she said, you should take a fight. And I was like, okay, well, I can wrestle you and I could, I could beat her. And so I was like, well, she's fought a few times. I could try this out. So I, 
I tried it out at a um, few uh, amateur fights and then I went pretty quickly went professional and then after that I did pretty well and I was off to Japan several times to compete I competed several times here in the U.S. Um, I probably have. So this was kickboxing? Uh, this is full MMA. This oh. is, uh, yeah, the four ounce gloves. Uh, yeah, full wow. MMA. So you're, it's it's a combination of all martial arts. I mean, it's everything. Karate's and Taekwondo to modern martial arts. You know, the wrestling, the boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai's. And my highlight was I was a wrestler. And so I adapted to the submissions really well. So I could tangle you up, <laughs> make you tap, <laughs> and then, or hold you down and punch you a little bit, right? And then to make you tap, but it's, you know, and it was just competition. And that's what I was striving for was the competition level. I wasn't really looking to hurt somebody. I didn't really, I, if I hurt somebody, I actually felt quite bad, but the competition was what I was missing through that um, year off from high school or from college wrestling. So that's, oh, wow. there's no outs, there's not really an avenue for wrestlers except to follow an Olympic path. And uh, I did kind of want to do that. I talked about it quite a bit. And then um, wrestling just took over, MMA just took over and I was being paid to compete. I was getting sponsors. I was going all over. How exciting. It was super fun. And then uh, I got to be on the U.S. Uh, grappling team from 07 to 13. I won a lot of gold medals and a few silver and bronze and just got to travel the world on. And, and it was, you know, the U.S. helped you know, fund most of it. And then the other half we had to fund and it was just, it was really unique opportunity. And I was, uh, looking back, it's, it's neat. So I'm talking to an Olympic, uh, an Olympic gold no, medal. No, I'm not Olympic, not okay. Olympic, but I did grapple at the worlds. I represented yeah, the, worlds. the U S okay. yeah. So we had national competitions here oh, and whoever won the nationals, you get to fly over and be on the, the U S world team. That's quite an accomplishment. It was fun. And, and they don't have grappling in the Olympics. Um, and so that's something that the grappling committees and have been looking at the problem is there's a lot of different committees so you can go to worlds for this grappling avenue and then they have like another one that's called something else but then now you took your passion and now you have a gym that is sort of yes. meeting some of that energy that you yes. have my husband and I we were I was looking at a real estate and finishing my schooling and he we, we kind of both just decided that we wanted to continue our professional careers so my husband um, competes as well or did and so we said, well, then we need to open a gym or something to where we can service the community as well as help ourselves be able to train. And you need to have money. So, so sure. Yeah, yeah. So How do we make a living and <laughs> yeah. make this work? Yeah. Way to make a living. Right. So, yeah. So we did that. And when did you open the gym that you have now? First spot, we were there for about two years back in 2006. And then we moved to a larger facility off Martin Way about 08, just before 08. And that was that was a tough move. <laughs> but we survived. And then we started COVID and so we're here and we started our Parkinson's, our rock steady program. Gosh, um, I think a year before COVID hit, maybe a year and a half. And it was great. It was going really well. Yeah. And all of our programs were going really well. And then, yeah, COVID hit and hit everyone. We stopped. And then um, a small group asked me to open back up. The, they were comfortable coming back in and, you know, following the CDC guidelines and we did and we just started building the program back up as, long, as well as with all the other programs within the gym. So, Oh, that's awesome. So we're going to take a few minutes to dive in here about um, Parkinson's disease, just in case listeners don't know, it is a brain disorder, uh, progressive that leads to shaking and stiffness, difficulty with walking and balance and coordination. A lot of times symptoms they, they can start off pretty gradual, like almost kind of subtle, and they get worse over time. As it progresses, people can have difficulty with walking and with talking. 
Um, and it's just important to note it can be highly variable from person to person. It's hard to predict the future for people with Parkinson's, but this is the encouraging part right here. You can help to change your future. So say that to yourself again, if you have Parkinson's, you can improve your disease at every stage by ensuring that you stay fit, get adequate sleep and proper nutrition. So that's where the rock steady boxing is going to come in is that exercise. It's so important for improving mobility, your stamina, your mood, your quality of life, the coordination. It sets kind of new nerve pathways when you're doing exercise and particularly the boxing. And we'll kind of get into that in a moment, but I am going to take a little side tangent here, everybody. <laughs> it's been more than 30 years that it's understood that inflammatory changes occur in the brains of patients with Parkinson's disease, but only only in the last few years has the inflammation been viewed as part of the cause of the progressive nature of the disease and not a result of the disease. So that's pretty big. And what that means, and I'm going to get, there might be some technical terms here, so I hope not to lose you, but the disease may start because of abnormal accumulation of the protein, um, alpha synclin, if I'm saying that right, into clumps known as Lewy bodies. But this abnormal accumulation may be triggering the body's inflammatory response, which then causes damage and furthers the disease progression. So that's kind of the, the newer piece that they found over the last couple of years. So again, I, I really want to advocate, and I, this isn't the first time I've said this, for eating an anti-inflammatory diet, especially for brain health. So gluten and dairy are pro-inflammatory. That is in the literature, it's well substantiated. So I'm gonna put a plug in here again for our wellness weight weight loss class that we're gonna do again in the fall for eight weeks. And it we did it earlier this year and it was so incredible what people discovered. Less joint pain, better sleep, better energy. And they realized if they were sensitive to gluten or dairy. So it, it basically, in a nutshell, if you want me to summarize, it's eating a lot of veggies and lean, healthy proteins and healthy fats and really staying away from breads and grains and dairy. Inflammation is just bad for the brain. It's linked with dementia, Alzheimer's, and then this Parkinson's. So I'll stop and get off my soapbox now. No, I mean, and I can agree with you. As a professional athlete, I would address those um, in my nutrition coming, leading into a competition and um, eliminate those sorts of things. Um, I don't have super hard effects from dairy and gluten that I noticed that would really affect me like um, some other folks. But I do now as I've aged, I do notice it um, affect me like my sleep, like my sleeping or lack of sleeping, uh, my stamina, uh, energy. My ener energy. Exactly. Um, when I get out on the mats, I, I, I get my lactic acid builds up right away. Um, so I do notice that. And um, and I did notice how good I felt back then with that. So her and I were talking earlier. So I Definitely agree. No, it's amazing. When I, I when I started eating that way, it's like I, my energy level was so much better and my sleep level was better. And if I deviate a little bit, I can tell. Yeah, it's interesting. We're going to take a, a little pause here for a break to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll dive more into the Rocksteady Boxing. As a listener to the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast, we're offering a free discovery visit with a physical therapist to help you determine how we can best help you. To sign up, contact us at info at PenrosePT.com or call us directly at 360-456-1444. That's 360-456-1444. And now back to the show. 
All right. We're going to dive into that rock study boxing and the specifics of how it helps people with Parkinson's. So I mentioned briefly some of the specifics is it, it improves your motor skills. So creating those new connection pathways in the brain, improving what we call in the medical world, neuroplasticity. The brain has ability to develop these new pathways and the non-contact boxing creates new challenges and new routines um, requiring the brain to adapt with these new challenges. I just love the picture of the person literally fighting back against their disease progression physically. So do you want to elaborate on kind of what you've also seen and kind of the rock study, like how they outline it? I'll let you kind of dive in where you want there. We'll just give a quick uh, outline of the program, or not the program, how the program started. Uh, there's a gentleman back in 2006 um, named Scott Newman, and he had early onset Parkinson's diagnosis when he was 40, I believe. He had a good friend who was also a boxer, and together they put together a program and started working with him because he didn't want to see his friend die or, you know, give up, basically. Um, and so he gave him this hope um, by putting together again this program, and then they saw how well it worked. And so then they put together the nonprofit actually in 2006. So I'm sorry, he was diagnosed before that. But the program started, yeah, in 2006. There was a bunch of studies done in the 80s and 90s about high-intensity exercise and how it affects the brain and the body. And so they went with that, and then um, that's how they formulated their mission to um, be able to bring this to the community. Um, and so they, they just got different instructors out there and put these programs together. And what's neat is with the Rock Steady, it's kind of an individual, um, it's individual programs with all over. So I, when I went to the affiliate program, there was a physical therapist that was there from, I believe, Kirkland, and she was trying to learn the program uh, or to be an affiliate because she wanted to um, introduce it to her, her group. Now, did she have a boxing background? No. So that's what's neat about this program is people can also learn and bring in other boxers and have an affiliate program and have different coaches with a variety of backgrounds so you can really address all all parts of the Parkinson's. So yeah, so what we do is we just, we basically get together and we get have 90 minutes and we have a great warm up and we wake up our brains, wake up our um, body, and then we get into a little bit more high intensity for about, for about 30 more minutes. And then we take about a 15 minute circuit, do some weights. And um, the whole time we're best addressing balance, a lot of lateral movement. I use a lot of lateral movement with them. Um, it takes a lot of balance. Yeah. A lot. And because there's a lot of this, the shuffling and, and a lot of, you know, all the coordination stuff. So we do that. And then uh, usually finish up with a game and some stretching. Does rock steady boxing take into account um, some people that aren't functioning very well? Like, can you work with people that are not as mobile? Like how, what, how do they work with the different levels of abilities? Yeah, they, they, they classify with our group um, levels one to four, uh, four being chair bound, which is um, somebody that is totally able to be um, to work with work, work with us, a lot of folks in that position don't feel like there's a lot of hope at that point, but there really is, and um, I think it's one of the one of my more favorite folks to work with, um, and they're all fun. But I had a gentleman, or have a gentleman, Ross. He came in with the, the walking canes, um, and his first two maybe week and a half, two weeks, and then he started leaving them at home, and so he's been with me almost three months now, and he he doesn't use them at all, like at all he never brings them and okay. um, I think he has a lot more mobility uh, at home and 
his confidence is better. I think that's what we really hit a lot on is confidence because they're doing things that are very uncomfortable for them in a very safe environment with mats that are two inches thick in case they fall. And, and they do. And and this is the place to fall. And then we learn how to get back up. Oh, that's fantastic. Because people are really afraid of falling. And how do you how do you do that? How do you do things that are new when you feel like you're being there? there there's nothing you can do. And so that's where they I'm going to cry. <laughs> That's where I just see it. I just see their faces. It's so fun. A lot of these people are coming from a place of being um, so discouraged, yeah. so frustrated and, and quite frankly, rightly so depressed. Right. So, yes. Yeah, very. This isn't how they thought life would look. This isn't how they thought life would turn out. Um, and being able to give them that, that hope in a way to improve, even to the point where like, if they're wheelchair bound or chair bound where they can't, you know, that they can actually come in and do something yeah, yeah, and actually see some progress. They, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's so it's rewarding on all levels. I would think even the, the mental aspect of it would be pretty, pretty huge. Even if it, if, even if it's not light years of, of, uh, you know, they're not, they go, they don't go from a wheelchair to running, no, but I mean, yeah. they, they are able to move better and have better stamina and they, they have even just, more encouragement, more hope in their yes. world. Hope is huge. People give up hope and it's not a fun situation, I don't think. No. Is there been anyone that was very skeptical coming in to start with you? Yeah, we've had uh, the ladies um, usually have an uncomfortability with boxing and, and it's a, like a violent sport. Um, but once they got over that hump, so I could just generalize like a good handful of gals and even the men sometimes because boxing's look at as violent not as like this really awesome technical sport that is uh incredibly hard to do and and the top level tier boxers are amazing they've put a lot of effort into that but again people think punching fighting is violent um but i've never met some of the most respectful people in my life that were professional athletes that could really hurt you but they don't I mean that's that professionalism too so but either way once they got over that I think they had a really good time and we joke and I'll say, you know, we were doing a combination. It was a, a like a jab cross hook. And so I just joked. I was like, nose, nose, ear, just so they could think about like the target spot where they would go. And they they giggled and looked at me. I was like, I know, you know, sometimes you got to get a little savage. And then so they just tap into something that's a little different. And women don't normally do that. And so it's been neat. But uh, women's sports have exploded these days. So it's not as feared. At, but that age generation is still kind of there. The women have been a little skeptical, a little hesitant, but once they break that barrier, oh, these ladies, oh, they have fun. It's in oh, all of them really. But yeah, there's, but one gal in particular, once we had the break with COVID and she saw how she felt like she went backwards, she really had a new appreciation for um, the program and she just has had a really new mindset and she tries a lot harder because she saw the results. Yeah, no, that's great. I figured that. I'm like, I wonder if many women kind of hesitate because it is boxing but it's not it's not contact boxing it's more the movements uh, <laughs> yeah yeah and, for sure. and the coordination and the balance and the stamina um so I think once you you know can kind of explain it that way I think people can get over that fear of like well I don't want to get hit yeah and it's not like I mean that that's the later hours that's like that's the crazier hours but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so they, it's just, yeah. And even our regular classes, like our kickboxing and boxing, um, the women are starting to come in a lot more. And again, different types of women all over the board. It's just been, um, they're really neat. They're fun. And, and then they're all collectively, you know, like 
they all stretch together and it's just neat. So on the women's side, that's been really neat because the physical sport, it, again, the intimidation of it. And I, I get it. I see why people would be intimidated, uh, men and women, but especially women. But the sport is amazing. You need self-defense. Grappling, um, gi jiu-jitsu is huge. You know, it's... Um, it's very, it's the number one thing I think for self-defense, like a, a gi jiu-jitsu class and some kickboxing. Weekend seminars, they're cute. It's not real, totally realistic though. I'm not trying to diss those too bad, but. No, it, it, to me that just introduces an interest, right? It introduces the concept and, and then, and then if people really yeah. are committed to that. Yeah. But, and it's a great workout. So full body, but, um, but the Parkinson's, they, they get a full body workout as well. They don't do anything less than that we do in the other classes. I have them do the same stuff. We just take a little bit different pace with everything, but they do exactly what everybody else does. We do everything the same ages three and up. We modify certain things and it's not all exactly the same, but you know, maybe some kids are doing squat jumps that are in ceiling and other people are squatting down into a chair and standing up, you know, or on a jump box, you know, so just all levels. But three and up, same stuff. You guys are all just working hard under the same roof. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good way to put it. It is. I mean, yeah. how else would you want it, right? Right. <laughs> well, there's definitely been a lot more research out with the Rocksteady Boxing and Parkinson's. And I just find it just phenomenal that there's um, something like that that exists in our community because I honestly didn't even didn't know that you, that you guys were even in the yeah. community when I went looking for it and I thought oh this would be great to have as a podcast and get the news out there that that you have that available if someone's interested in classes and days and like right now it sounds like you have set times for the Parkinson's yes. stuff for yes. the rock study box so what what days and times are those yeah we do our rock study classes Tuesdays and Thursdays two to three thirty so it's a 90 minute course. Um, I kind of reviewed it earlier, 30 minutes to warm up, 30 minutes of uh, like a high intensity boxing, lots of water breaks, um, take it at your own pace. And then about a 30 minute little like weights burnout and maybe a game and stretching, lots of stretching. Good. Yeah. Cause the, the thing with Parkinson's is they, they really, the rigidity and the, the lack of movement essentially. So we work a lot of shoulder stuff, like a lot of stuff. I mean, well, being that I fight people, I've been hurt a lot. And so has my husband. So we've seen a lot of physical therapists and we've built our own little routines that we also incorporate within our students and members to try to help them with issues because. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, and it's, it's going to helps them. So I like it. I like to see those. Those are where I've seen a lot of the results, actually, um, is in the physical therapy stuff with shoulders and the opening up of like um like their chests and stuff so mm -hmm. yeah the posture posture is key if someone wanted to do the parkinson's the rock study boxing do they pay like monthly memberships pay as you go kind of thing or how, how do you do they get to try a class like how does it how does that process work you can give us a call and we can tell and you can come by and try a class for free and if you like it and like what's going on we can get you signed up we have monthly memberships we have uh you can come twice a week or once a week and whatever the case will work with you options options are good everyone's welcome well then to wrap up we're just gonna kind of our usual um rapid fire questions that i like to ask what is your favorite restaurant in the south sound seasons teriyaki ah. right behind us <laughs> what's on your bucket list to do in the south sound that you have not done yet i want to spend the night on anderson island and hit the tide so we want a beach we have um uh 
but we have a couple jet skis we just got. But anyway, <laughs> we want to beach them and then spend the night on Anderson Island. So that is a new bucket list. So awesome. And then uh, yeah, see what's if your we favorite? Don't die. <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite place or thing to do in the South Sound outside that you recommend everyone get out and do or visit? Goodness, anything and everything. We love RVing. Uh, we love being active uh, all over. I love the ocean. I don't know. Northwest is beautiful. I can't define one spot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. What is your best tip for people to stay healthy and fit in the South Sound? What do you, what do you, what, if you had to pick one recommendation, what would it be? Consistent consistency. People just get so hardcore one way and then they fall off and it's like, just be consistent. If you can still, I mean, have your little treat, but that doesn't mean you have to like have 30 more. And it's just, <laughs> so it's hard for people and I get it, but consistent consistency and you'll nail it. Yep. It's all the little small habits that we do every day that yeah. add up over time. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard though. So keep trying. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and talking to us today. Where can people find out more about you? What, what's your website? Our website is uh, UTC MMA. So United Training Center MMA.com. Uh, you can give us a call at 360-888-9366. And we are located at 7619 Martin Way East, uh, Olympia, actually, which is the funny little horseshoe. And we're directly across the street from Winco. Great. Well, thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast brought to you by Penrose and Associates Physical Therapy. If you want some free tips to implement right away on various problems like knee pain, back pain, running injuries, and many more issues, then jump on over to PenrosePT.com and download the free report that fits your needs. You will receive helpful tips right away and have the choice to email in for further questions and set up a free phone consultation. You can reach us at 360-456-1444 and info at PenrosePT.com. You can stay connected with us at StayHealthySouthSound.com and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Stay Healthy South Sound podcast.